Hey everyone, welcome to episode 159 of Rain Delay Radio. This is Dylan hosting this Sunday evening. Uh, a little bit of a sports lull because it's Pro Bowl weekend. I don't know if you all are super jazzed about that, but uh, you know, pretty quiet during the storm of the Super Bowl. And then, you know, fortunately we did get some baseball stuff we wanted to talk about. So we are here today and we are joined by Pat, uh, who's joining us. As the guest today, I'm going to run the show for him. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling under the weather. <laughs> I got my flu. I got my flu shot today, so I was like, "Dylan, I need you to host it, man. I I can't. I can't think and host. I'd rather just be reactionary just, today. Just let it rip, you know, yeah. like off the cuff. So I I totally get it. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure it is Pro Bowl weekend. I did watch a bit of the Pro Bowl. Um, I, was I say, watched. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched Jalen Hurts attempt to do the Philly special in the Pro Bowl. Oh, really? Well, today's six years to the day that the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Ah, nice. So it was That's a nice cool. little nod that uh, Hurts attempted it. Um, yeah. And he, he completely missed catching it. It was fantastic. Oh, he, <laughs> oh, he didn't catch he tried it. Who threw it uh, to him? He, he lateraled it to C.D. Lamb, and then Lamb tried to throw it to him. Ah, uh, dang. And Kelsey just stood. Influence. Kelsey just stood there in their center watching. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, I'll yeah. Probably, I saw the highlights of the skills competition and the dodgeball and stuff. So YouTube's oh, good dude, for that. Dude, yeah. the the Kelsey highlight of him just trying to go for the five oh, pointer and nothing it. Yeah, else. That was, was, that was actually really good. Yeah. yeah, the perfect amount of trying too hard or not trying enough. It's somewhere in the middle where it really yeah. works. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, an otherwise kind of slow weekend in sports, for the most part, um, that became far more interesting as the week went on. And we'll kind of yeah. start from the beginning of the week real quick, because I we, we didn't podcast last week, so there might have been some gaps, kind of, you know, there were some minor, I think, transactions here and there. There really wasn't a yeah. lot going on until the Hall of Fame announcement, um, which what I believe was at the end of the last week. But um the, uh, not too much unexpected, I think. Uh, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer all voted in. I guess Joe Maurer was the one that was like, is he going to be first ballot? There's a lot of thought about... Yeah, there was, um, there was a lot of thought. If you, Well, I think there yeah, were a lot of people that thought like he, he may never get in because he didn't stick at catcher. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that was more the thought, especially when he was like switching the first base like back in the day i was like yeah. is he like as good as we thought but i think what happened since then was that like people really value catchers yeah on like like they didn't before you know i mean like we always did but not in like a hall of fame way right. you know there really wasn't a lot of guys yeah getting that type of credit for like hey he's not only a guy that won mvp playing catcher but he was also a brilliant catcher you know it wasn't just like mm-hmm. he's good for a catcher it's like this guy is brilliant because he was a, a great catcher you know which are two very different things when it comes to like the hall of fame right so um you know i think he was able to get more of the credit for how gifted he was defensively for as long as he was able to do it plus i mean you know like when you put up the numbers he did on offense, like I know he doesn't have the counting stats or whatever, but he was just a great, great, great hitter. I mean, his MVP season was insane. Yeah, just gross. And you factor yeah. in, he only played like 130 games. Like, right. He had a real shot at hitting 400 that year. Like, he was insane. Yeah, I mean, it was one like of the best contact seasons. Don't remember seen. enough how good that 2009 season was. Yeah. For him. Um. So you know, well deserved for him. Um. It leaves. 
Billy Wagner, I think, was just like two points off, something yeah. like that. Um, you know, very close. Uh, and he has one year left, fortunately. So, um, barring Hope a lot of people then. like I love not Billy waiting for him for some reason, usually when you get to your 10th and you're close, that's usually like people are like, all right, give him his flowers. He's good to go. So yeah. it is overwhelmingly likely that Billy Wagner will be elected to the Hall of Fame, which I am a big fan of as a Virginia guy and someone that got to watch him a little bit in Atlanta. And, you know, I mean, his what is his last season in Atlanta? He was like a, one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah. Uh, and basically every time he went anywhere, he was one of the best closers in baseball. So, yeah, I mean, um, he was I fantastic think, yeah. as a Philly. Like, I loved him. Yeah. Philly. Uh, spent, it was only two it. years he was a Philly, but like, yeah, especially his second year here. He which is ridiculously good. Yeah, no. I think I think most people that watched him play are in support of him making it. So um, the most notable one to not make it was Gary Sheffield, who is off the ballot, um, which I think is a bummer. I know he had yeah. some like light steroid allegations like the, the you know, I hate to, you know, make like a dividing line, but. I'm pretty sure he was like a Mitchell report guy. Maybe that's it. Like there was no like yeah. suspension or any, you know, there was nothing, you know, like yeah. concrete beyond, you know, the rumors or his name being somewhere. And, um, you know, I, obviously I don't know if there's, I don't know. <laughs> the steroid thing's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do we say at this point? There's been two decades of this conversation now, but I think, Sheffield is one of the more underrated hitters in baseball history. 100%. Um, his war number kind of gets shadowed by the fact that he was playing out of position. Like he probably should have been like a DH or first base type longer than he was, but he yeah. was still even playing like third base where he couldn't play for like years. He had like negative defensive value, like, you know, basically his entire career. Like he was just a flat out dominant hitter from like what year? Like, what yeah age 23 and on to it's age just four, really good his whole career basically just dominant you know mm-hmm. and yeah he's maybe on the line but i, I you know it, i think if it were not for the steroids light steroids allegation he probably would have gotten in but you know I, i'm i'm happy with how Utley guys did are always gonna yeah his first what year on the ballot he end up at? So i think Utley was that? around like 25 percent um is he really only 25 percent yeah, I mean it's not bad. Yeah, for his first year. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Complete like all favorites. A little uh, higher twenty-eight percent. Yeah. So we'll see how that ends up going. I I like him as a Hall of Famer, but you know yeah, it's I not always. You know, it's it's uh, tricky. You know what I mean. David Wright got six point two percent, so he gets to stay on the ballot uh, for another year. Congrats to yeah, him. Yeah, and five percent the. The, um, cut off yeah, there. so the guys that dropped off were James Shields, Jose Reyes, Brandon Phillips, Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holliday, Bartolo Colon, Victor Martinez, and Jose Bautista. Nice. Yeah, I mean, a lot of really good players, um, yeah. but, you know, um, I think no one's super surprising so far, but there will be some... I think, I think Chase is going to have a guy that will grow um in support, you know, like, you know, that yeah. number is kind of tricky as far as like, that's a, not the best first number. I'm not saying it's impossible by any stretch, but, um, no. you know, but first year, I do think he gets it. Yeah. I, I think, I think it'll, it'll, it'll probably be like eight year, eight or nine, but I think he um, gets it. I'll be very curious to see how his kind of voting goes over time. 
Um, yeah. And then next year will be a lot, but next year is kind of a loaded ballot because we got, I think we talked about Ichiro, this briefly. Yep. Ichiro, Slack, Felix, CC, uh, even the guy like Felix, you know, those seem like the biggest three, if I'm not mistaken, of the new ones. I think because I like Ichiro is a lock. And then the others are like, oh, those are really good candidates. But even you got Dustin Pedroia, who I think yep. a lot of people would vote for. Ian Kinsler, yep. who's kind of in the same boat as Dustin. They're basically, they're very similar guys. Yeah. This one played for a couple of championship teams. Um, Troy Tulowitzki, not a Hall of Famer, but very good. Ben Zobrist, who's like... <laughs> I feel like we're going to get a lot of people utility, that are like, man. yeah, like he kind of changed baseball a little bit, you know, yeah. and kind of weird or like not, you know, maybe not changed it, but like really made that type of guy more visible and valuable. Yeah. Um, and then even like, I, I think Russell Martin and Brian McCann are not going to get a lot of support, but like for the same reason that Joe Maurer got in, I like, I would be, I, I think they deserve a lot more support than they're going to get is the yeah. way I'll put that. Like they were both great defensive catchers for a long time and mm-hmm. both hit the ball. Great. Especially Brian McCann. Like Brian McCann was consistently above average his entire career. Yeah. Um, you know, does that result in a hall of Famer all the time? Not necessarily, but I think our knowledge of the catching position I think they're probably not going to get as much support as they probably deserve, but yeah, regardless, like guys that will get consideration. I, I do um, think next year you'll see each is a slam dunk next year. Yeah, I, be I, like, I, I think CC will get in. Yeah, and uh, I think Felix will get in next year. I think all I three think of them are going to go in. I'll yeah. be very curious how Felix is handled, considering he kind of left. When it was with a whimper a little bit, right? He tried to come back yeah. with the Braves in 2020. COVID happened. I think he lashed onto the Orioles for the next spring training and finished as oh, a career Mariner, yeah. which is not quite what he probably wanted to do based on his pursuits of extending his career. So he kind of left right. early, but you know, I think his support will be huge considering yeah. he was the first. I mean, he is he is the poster child of modern pitcher. When it comes to wins and losses, don't tell the full story, right? He was the guy, you know, Um, and he was absolutely freakishly dominant for 10 years, you know, and that's I think that's a Hall of Famer in today's world. So I completely agree. um, So we will see how that goes, but that'll be a fun. um, Oh, and Jim Leland got in as a coach or manager. You know, I I don't think anyone's going to complain. Yeah. Um, so that was the big news kind of in the last in the last week. And then, you know, we we're kind of in this law. We we're looking around and being like, what's going to, you know, like there's still all these free agents and a lot of this stuff still hasn't been solved yet. But we're like, we're about to hit spring training soon. And there's still these like giant lingering questions. And I had listened to Effectively Wild recently mm-hmm. and they were like going off on the Orioles about. Like, how are y'all just going to sit here and not do anything after winning a hundred and some odd games last year, 108 or whatever it was. And they were just like, y'all can't be serious. Uh, And then the Orioles just took over the week, apparently. Um, Early this week, it was announced, like, it was kind of all of a sudden. I don't remember any lead up to this beyond the Angelos saying. No, there was no lead up. There was a tweet that came out that said, uh, Angelos is looking to sell the team. And then... 30 minutes later, uh, yeah. David Rubenstein has bought the Orioles. So David Rubenstein bought the Orioles for what? 1.7 billion. It's a, yeah. you know, it's a 
financial group kind of in the same vein of I mean I think a lot of these sales are like that you know where he's like yeah. the figurehead of a group like um you know the group with like Magic Johnson that bought the yep. you know Dodgers and stuff there's always like someone yeah out in front or whatever right or a figurehead right. like that um he is just I guess the richest guy in the rich guy's room but um yeah. So they buy for 1.7 billion, which feels a little like I feel like the evaluations for these teams have gone so crazy and like the Mets got bought for so much money that I would just expect more. I guess it's not yeah. that crazy. It's just maybe a little bit under what I would expect. Um Baltimore is not a giant market, so I guess no. that makes some sense, but you know, I feel like that's like, you know, I don't think you're going to get a lot of teams for under 2-3 billion dollars, so um you know, the amount of crap that we had been giving the Orioles almost purely based on their ownership was kind mm-hmm. of stunning over the last couple of years. Cause we're like, Oh my God, the vision is happening, right? Like all, yeah. all of your genius, like Astros game planning is working, right? Like you have your Alex Bregman, you have your Jose L you know, all these guys are in place now, right? You got Adley, you got Gunner, you got these, uh, this pitching lab. Holiday, you still got you still got holiday you still got the solo you've got yeah. Hauser in the majors like yeah you, got, you still have these guys that are there like Santan, santander and yep. mullins and all these you know like i said relief you know you, you you got everything you need and then you got this you got seemingly great managing great coaching great front office you have a great season and then you're just sitting on your hands because you're unwilling to spend money you're like prospect capital, despite the fact that they were a hundred and eight win team, yep, with Without number one most farm of the prospects system. in the majors, they have the number one farm system in baseball yep. still, according to Baseball America, and I don't think anyone's yep. arguing against that. Um, no, if you look how deep, like, and we'll talk they, about who number two yeah. is on that list here in a second. And yeah. This is post this trade, by the way. This is after the trade; they were the number one team, so that's saying something. Um. The Orioles took what two days, one day, two days after this announcement of the ownership, yep, and traded for Corbin Burns, who has been one of the biggest. Like, I feel like Burns and Cease are like the two guys that we most people are like they got to go eventually, yeah. you know, in some form, right? Whether and the, it seemed like Cease was going to be closer. I felt like Cease was going to be a deadline guy after they signed yeah, Hoskins because he had another like, year. Yeah. Well, that and they, um, they signed Hoskins. I'm like, okay, they're they're trying to put together an offense here. Oh, you mean Burns in Milwaukee? Right, right, right. Yeah, so Burns, Burns is Milwaukee. He's a rental. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like, yeah, there was maybe a universe where they would say, let's try to work, make this work first. But like, they run such thin margins in Milwaukee where it seems like they're not. It feels like they're more willing to just like do the right thing as far as the future rather than like yeah. go for it, you know. Um, but yeah, it had been so quiet that I think just the news of, oh my God, the Orioles did that. Oh my God, it's Burns. Like all happening straight after this gigantic sale that we were all waiting on. And, you know, it was like, oh my God, it's actually happening. <laughs> They're actually going to do stuff now. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Um, they gave up Joey Ortiz, who has been like a consistently high-end prospect for a couple of years yeah. um shortstop like like dude can play shortstop in a sleep type prospect right and it's just the the rest coming together but like his finally league hitting numbers are really good like 
you know, AAA is always tricky, right? But like, yeah. he seems to be a surefire shortstop that can hit pretty dang good. So, um, you know, we'll see if there's power there, what that looks like. If there, Maybe he's more of just like a middling or average offensive player, but it seems like wherever they want to have him in the infield, he will be able to handle. I think they're going to try him at third base just because they still have Willie Adamas right now, but Willie Adamas is now the natural next guy to leave, so like they could easily just like have Joey ready for when right. Adamas is gone. Um, and then the other player they got was D.L. Hall, who is this kind of like I, I would say in this mold of like Josh Hader as a prospect where it's like this dude clearly has the stuff to pitch in the majors. Just like, do we just like say you're a reliever from now on permanently or should we try to make the starting work? It seemed like the Orioles are going to we're going to try the relief path, you know, path because yeah. it was just easier for them to do. And his stuff is electric. The Brewers seem like they're going to try the opposite, which is interesting because, you know, they had Josh Hader before. Um and you know became one of the best relievers in baseball so they kind of get a similar guy and they're going to try to see if they can extend him out and you know try him as a starter with this kind of young rotation they have now now that burns and woodruff are both gone which is kind of wild um and they also get the 34th pick in the draft so they get two like good maybe not like the most blue chip of blue chip guys, but like guys with like a significant track record that the Orioles were like, well, we don't really need them. <laughs> so I think this trade made a lot of sense for the Orioles. Um, and, you know, for the, for the Brewers, I totally get their perspective as well. I just, the timing of it between the sale and the trade was just, I think easily the most fascinating part. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. It, it was really good timing. Uh, yeah. And I wonder how much like was this going to happen one way or another? Like how much how, was this was this under under discussions for weeks? I mean, we know it didn't just start when the sale happened, right? Like we knew these, yeah. but like were they more willing to actually pull the trigger after that sale, or was it like it was going to happen either way? I, I would be very curious to hear someone. It, it probably won't come from the organization, but maybe over you know a reporter could figure out that information or something, but. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty seismic shift for those two franchises because Milwaukee's been one of those teams where even without, you know, total resources, like they've just been consistently good every single year, you know, mm-hmm. like they've always outperformed everyone's expectations because their pitching has been so good. Um, and now they're kind of this is they're they're turning the page, like officially, right? Like this is not going to be the same team. This is going to be like Jackson Churio and co rather than Corbin yeah. Burns and Brandon Woodruff. And, you know, the Orioles, like the, that's the crazy part about the Orioles sitting on their hands. It didn't feel like they needed that much, you know, to like be like a significantly better team. They just need like one good starter. And there were a lot of them to be had. There's still plenty on the market too. Um, and they just happened to take a swing at probably the best one, even if he's only there for a year. So I think this, you know, it's a fascinating trade from every angle. And, you know, I'm just glad that I'm, I'm happy for Orioles fans that if nothing else, the team now seems like willing they've, to try. They've got a they've got a good ownership group, it seems now, and they've got a fun rotation. Like, yeah, they they I mean, already had like, is yeah, so huge. like having a bona fide ace at the top is, is what they needed. Because, I mean, like, you know, Grayson looked 
good last year at, at points, especially yeah, he, he, he down the line. figured some things out, yeah. But like Radish looks fantastic. Um, he was really good. Yeah, I mean he yeah. like their he was like injuring as their true number one, which is like sure that's good. But like having Kyle Bradish now, who is like still as your kind number of a, two, he's now your number two or number three. It's like oh my and, gosh, this makes and so like, much more sense. You've still you know? got Tyler Wells, who had a solid year. Um, Kramer had a solid year. Like this is on means is back. You know yeah. we love like, on means. Pretty pretty good rotation now mm-hmm. um and and you know you've got your your top guy but like i'd say the rest of the rotation is a good collection of twos and threes and like that's kind yeah, of what you like, want it's a bunch of guys that can pitch you know and i'm not yeah. saying that's like it's not they're not the best you know triple a depth or like most of their most of their best players are hitters we know that but yeah. like you don't have to win with like three aces, right? Like it's it's not no. how it always works, you know what I mean? But you have to have enough guys that can get you through the season. Believe me, I, I you know, know that's not how it works. Great. Yeah. Um, but like now it's like, all right, this looks like a champ a real championship contender. I don't know if they're gonna be as good as last year just because well, last year was such a break year, know, but like they look better every, on paper. Every right? championship like, contender needs Craig, yeah. Craig Kimbrell as their closer. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure you know, you're so fine. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch him blow saves left and right. It's still the strangest part is like, that's the one guy that got, that was the, I think that was I the part that I was like, what, what? Like that's, that's the guy you want to spend your money that's on. The, that's the reliever you want to spend. You I didn't, Craig. you tell I'll me you wrong. didn't watch the NLCS and think, oh yeah, this is the guy we want to close. I could also see a universe where, like, I mean, he was really good last year. I know how it ended, and I know it's not always, like, you know, doesn't feel well, good. Well, yeah, that's how he is. He's got those streaks where yeah. he's, like, really good. Yeah. And then he turns into a pumpkin. But now I, I think I'm willing to give them some benefit of the doubt of, like, you know, maybe they just, you know, believe they can yeah. help him be more consistent, you know, which I, I think is possible. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so... This trade, you know, like like we mentioned a couple times now, like it just it sets everything in motion. They still keep so much ammo too to do something else. If something goes wrong with Corbin Burns, right? If something if something terrible happens, right? They still get and it's say if they lose him. They has just a, a year, a good year or whatever, average year for him. He's still gonna get the qualifying offer because they're gonna have him for the entire year. Right. right? So they still get a pick back, which we have seen how the Orioles use like the pick they traded away was essentially what they used to take Gunnar Henderson like four years ago or whatever it was. Right. So like we know their reputation with these, like if they get anywhere near, you know, the front of the draft, even if it's a second, you know, mid or late first supplementary yeah. early second, like they have done damage, you know, in basically any part of the they draft. Have, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, uh, if they get nothing out of it, if the year just doesn't go the way they want, that's the minimum they're going to get out of it. They could extend them. I don't know if they're going to be able to, but they could. And like, I mean, it just, like I said, it sets everything into place. It makes the team make so much more sense. Um, and if they really think they want to go for it or something like that, or like I said, if Corbin gets hurt or something like that, right. They have plenty of guys available. Like they have like six outfielders that could be playing, right now in right field you know what mm-hmm. i mean like on the on their 40-man roster um they have samuel basayo basalo basayo we'll we'll learn what his name is 
shortly because he's a beast. Like he's, he's someone he's will want to trade so, for him if so if they're offering him, you know. Um. So they like, have yeah, plenty of they got, they got, the Holiday, they got him. They have Mayo. Yeah, they they still yeah, got I mean, Bradfield so in the liners. Debuted yet, right? So yeah, um, yeah. It's it's so much more exciting for them, and I'm really happy as someone that's you know not I'm not in Baltimore's maybe like area, yeah, but like you got the Richmond right on the guys, edge, you know. So like, um. You know, lots of people around here that are, you know, longtime Orioles fans before the Not Nationals. You're, you, you can see the Norfolk guys, though. Great. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And we've seen them play a few times. And I'll definitely I'll, I'll be very curious, like if uh, Jackson spends the first few weeks in the minors, which I feel like is still likely. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'd love to go see him play. But uh, yeah. So. Any more thoughts on the Orioles? Big week. <laughs> if we Man, I don't think they've had a week like that in a long time. They're they're going to be fun, and I, I really hope they spend money, and I hope they extend Burns and keep them there long term. It would be like great. The, he, he, feel, be... He, he feels like an Oriole. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see how his stuff looks. You know, he had he didn't have the best 2023 season. I mean, now no. we're actually talking about him as a pitcher. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be that guy. He was in 2021 again, necessarily. But like, I mean, what are you going to argue? Like, it's it is all very nitpicky, right? Like he yeah. had he had the best whip in the National League. Like, I understand he's not like, you know, striking out as many guys or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. if he's just like really good, <laughs> then that's all you really need. Right. Yeah. Um, And I totally get Milwaukee moving on. Um, I think the only thing that might have been surprising was that they didn't get like a super premium guy back. Like they weren't asking for Basalo or whoever. Right. Um, but that's what happens when a guy gets to his last year, right? Like you just can't, it, you're only going to get so much back. Um, right. But they also get two guys that they're probably going to play immediately. Like I, I would be stunned if Joey Ortiz and DL Hall did not have significant impacts on the team this year. Um, even if there's growing pains, particularly for Joey, I think DL. I mean, DL Hall. I guess it'll depend on if he is a starter. Um, but I have to imagine both of them will get every opportunity to play in the majors this year, which I think a team like Milwaukee valued in this deal. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, it's still slow out there. There's still lots of pitchers available in free agency. I, I'm super surprised that Snell and Montgomery are still available. Um, Again, if the Orioles just wanted to sign Jordan Montgomery too, I wouldn't be against that. <laughs> like no, that they definitely should. Right um, but I, I, you know, if they did decide to be like, all right, that was our move, I would get that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, you swung for Jordan Burns, I won't be mad about that. Yeah. Um, there are a few other minor transactions I wanted to cover real quick. I don't know if you had any particular opinions on them. Um, Justin Turner signed with the Blue Jays. Um, you know, he had that option with the Red Sox. That was for that got declined and still got paid off like six million dollars. And then the or uh, the Blue Jays are giving him like 13 base plus incentives. So he's already making 20, you know, 19, 20 million dollars, you know, from the start. Um, I'm guessing he will. I really don't know if he's like you should be playing him at third base much, but he'll probably be a little bit of third base, but probably a lot of like first base and DH is kind of like the like Vlad, you know, side, you know, like, yeah. uh, like Brandon Belt this past year, yeah. you know, just like reliable guy in the lineup that you can plug in here and there. Yeah, um, definitely. 
uh, Shintaro Fujinami signed with the Mets for a year. I think with him, it was just like, is he going to give, I, I had to imagine he was going to get at least a chance to stick around in a small role, but you know, he also went to the Orioles last year and looked a lot better. I mean, he throws so hard that it felt really, <laughs> it was hard to believe that he was going to just be like, right. You know, totally uh, like, yeah, I mean, he started really, with Oakland, like, yeah, as a starter me. and couldn't yeah. command the ball at all. I mean, second year, I think that could be like a really nice value guy. I don't think he's yeah. going to be great necessarily, but when you have someone that throws 102 and, you know, he's he's he kind of feels like if like Shohei yeah. became like a weird reliever, you know, it's like this like straight because he's like a lot bigger than I think a lot of other these Japanese pitchers that have come over, you know, and throws yeah. a lot harder. Uh, he's six six. Yeah. So he's he's it's a very he's peculiar player. Um, yeah. But I think that's a nice kind of value add for them. Um, and then your Chicago White Sox made a couple of interesting moves. And there's one of these that I thought uh, that we can get into for a second. I mean, the the total. Total like, you know, is it, you know, earth shattering? No, but these are kind of interesting. No, it's fun, uh, the lesser the lesser of the two, I would say um, the White Sox acquired Dominic Fletcher from the D-backs for Christian Mena. Uh, I forget if there's any other pieces of that, but Fletcher's was like a triple A guy. He got his first taste of the majors this past year. Um, good triple A numbers. So I imagine the White Sox think he could probably start in right field. Um, he like destroyed Reno, but who doesn't destroy Reno? Um, and was pretty good. Like, I mean, he had a 791 OPS in his little, you know, like month or month and a half in the majors this year. Yeah. Um, so it looks like a quality kind of hitter. Um, I don't know if he's like super dynamic or anything, but could be like a starter. Um, that's uh, what's his name? Who's who's the who's the other Fletcher? David Fletcher's brother, yeah. little brother. So he's kind of like small. Um, you know, probably not going to be like a crazy hitter at any point in his career. But I mean, the numbers the numbers are what they are. He's hit for years now. Um, and Christian Mayna, I think, was kind of an interesting prospect that they gave up. But I'm guessing um, they just wanted to you know, shoot for a potential starter in the outfield. Um, so I get that. But the other side of it, they traded Gregory Santos, who is his very young reliever, who is very good, um, to the Mariners for Prelander Baroa, Zach DeLoach, and the 69th pick. Nice. Um, nice. And Prelander, Berlo- Berlo- uh, Prelander Baroa, is a guy that we have kind of known in our circles. One of our friends is a big fan of his as a prospect coming up, you know, kind of pitch design velocity, you know, he's got kind of a lot of that stuff. Don't know if he's a starter necessarily, but I guess we will find out Um, really great numbers and double a mostly as a reliever this year. But like I said, kind of, we're going to see how the white Sox view this. Do they maybe view him as a starter possibly um but either way i think a really exciting arm but you made this swap almost exactly almost exactly it, in terms of value it's the same and but instead of um the loach and the 69th pick i got yeah. michael arroyo which right like he's the same but i got prelander baroa as well for gregory santos um yeah. so you got two players you know being swapped for each other essentially yeah which is awesome, which it's, it's awesome really cool to see. Day, which is like uh, I, I did the Tyler and Neil for Kevin Robertson deal. Yeah, so it's it's always it's it's amazing when because you know we we did the episode with the sim and it's like sometimes yeah. we're just like you know we're trying our best to 
think about how this stuff yeah. is gonna work right it's like it is not always you know and like it, it's my it's reasoning for acquiring Varroa was i thought he'd make a sick closer and yeah. I, I hope the White Sox treat him as such because if they make yeah. him a closer, he's going to be nasty I think that as a closer. Would be, no, I think that would make a lot of sense. There was, um, I think it was it was either Nick Pollock or it was one of the guys from Pitcher List or Alex Fast who was just recently in Pitcher List who was like, oh my God, Prelander below, like they have to start him. Please start him. You know, so there are some people yeah. that are like, you know, Baroa should be a starter just to see what it would look like because his stuff is so good that it might be worth sure. trying. It's a matter of like, I mean, can he actually do it is always a different question. You know what I mean? Right. It's never really about like ability when it comes to being a starting pitcher, right? It's about like being able to maintain that. Um, but they they got a really exciting player. I, you know, when it comes to trading relievers, it's always tricky, right? Because it's like if yeah. you wait too long, um, you know, what's their value. So I, I imagine this was made with the idea of Gregory just had an awesome year. We don't want to spoil that value. Um, and yeah, I don't think his value will ever be higher in my mind. Yeah. And, you know, he's still got several years of control is my understanding because he's only 24. Right. So yeah, I totally get it from the Mariners and he's one of the best projected relievers of next year. Um, but you know, if Chicago, like, if he is like just okay next year, then he wouldn't have probably gotten nearly what they asked for. So, right. Um, definitely understand that one. Um, the other one, you know, it's kind of like strange. Like, I, I'll need to figure. It, I'll need to see how those guys are. But you know, I think I think the White Sox are making kind of calculated moves. We'll see kind of what their calculation is as far as how they view these guys and pieces and how they're going to use them. But um, I think they're definitely. Once the cease bandage is ripped off, like it'll be very interesting to see what their roster looks like. So I think they're kind of Definitely. like slow playing it right now, but like they're willing to make some moves here to kind of like, all right, let's not just like do nothing. Let's tinker with the roster a little bit, maximize our long term value, and um, see where that goes. So, um, yeah. Any more notes on any others that we might have missed? I'm sure. I'm sure there are a couple others. I know we barely mentioned Josh Hader going to the Astros, but yeah. Um... Obviously, they didn't, they didn't get talked about last because it happened after last the episode we did. Um, Reese Hoskins signing with the Brewers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that you know, I will forever love that dude, and I hope yeah. he he plays well in Milwaukee. And I'm gonna go to that first game where he's back in Philly. Um, I wish you the, the best. So yeah, hopefully he. I will, uh, uh... I will not remember his time in Philly so fondly uh, yeah. just for one bat throw, but um, I, you know, he definitely fit in with the culture there and all that stuff. So I think he kickstarted kick this era essentially. Yeah. yeah and it's oh. nice when you have guys like that, you know, he, I don't think he ever really, I feel like he kind of peaked as a rookie, which is kind of weird, right? Like yeah. he never really became the like true, like he, he wasn't a true superstar, but he slugger, was very, yeah. Very consistent, you know. Here's it's kind of weird. He was always he here's could always 30 home runs a year, in different yeah. Ways. Like, there's one year where he like took an aggressive amount of walks, and yeah. then like a couple years ago, he like didn't do it at all, or like you know, like significantly less. You know, it's yeah. like what in the world. So, it always seemed like he was kind of in between something, but you know, had a couple of those like 30 some home run seasons, and yeah. you know, obviously he made his what what is one of his last games with Philly was the Spencer Strider game, you know. So, yep. Um, yep. uh, you know, I think uh, it was a good pickup for Milwaukee. We'll see if that ends up 
Um, it's a good park for him. Kind of I think that's a really their, good park for yeah. him. Yeah, I think it's a good bet, you know, and I think yeah. them spending at least a little bit of money, even if they're like kind of retooling their roster a little bit, makes sense. Yeah. Um, although I never love opt outs for two year contracts. No, but, no, no, I don't, I don't like that either. But um, the, especially yeah. he just came off ACL surgery. So, right. Uh, you know, get that yeah. money. Um, yeah. The last note we had before, um, last like real news that I had on here. Obviously, there's some other smaller things, but uh, MLB The Show, I, I hadn't heard much about the show this year um, as far as like, I had heard not a lot out. And yeah, not a lot out there. Um, they announced their cover athlete, and I think there were a lot of Julio Rodrigo guesses, Ronald Acuna. Obviously, there's a lot of things that go into why someone is or is not a cover athlete, but uh, the reveal was Vlad Jr. Uh, is the cover athlete of MLB The Show 24, um, which on one hand makes plenty of sense for a variety of reasons. He's a very famous player. He yeah. is has done things on a large stage with the Home Run Derby. Uh, obviously, his father, I'm sure, will play a big part of like the whole experience with his story in the game and yeah. whatnot. Um, but a second straight year where he has more like cachet, I think, and influence than someone like Jazz, but a second year where they're getting a guy who was like not really relevant to the previous season as like a player, yeah. you know, which is like a very yeah. interesting thing. Uh, um, it's, it's he had a very, very the most nondescript season that I think Vlad could ever have. I feel like it was a lot like his like rookie year, where it was like, yeah, he hit a little bit, and like that was basically like didn't do much, you know. It it was actually very similar to his rookie year. Now that I'm looking at it, um, as far as like you know the slash line, like the power was fine. He got on base a little bit. His defense was bad. <laughs> like it was, it was just a really like awkward year. And I think one of the last games of the Blue Jay season was him getting caught at second base in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. And yep. like, so I definitely understand. You know, Canada is obviously a big part of this, right? Like Canada, you know, he's the most popular baseball player in Canada. But like, it's. It's a it's a strange pick, and I don't know if they were just l- very limited by their choices. Um, but I, I was referencing Julio and Ronald earlier, but like I think they get limited by the fact that they do these like they're like been on the faces of these small games, and that kind of well, like makes them exclusive yeah. for a while. But these, even like, beyond them, I can I can name at least five names better. Like, yeah, I'm you very know, Corbin Carroll. You could have gone Kyle Tucker or Jordan. You could have gone. You could have gone a pitcher. Like you could have gone Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, like just I think Mookie. There's Mookie. there's some guys like that. that were just like, yeah, like you know, you could envision it, yeah. I, and you can envision Vlad. It's just like the specific year just made it like very yeah. strange. If it, like, if on, he just ended up photo on falling. the cover this year would have been yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, like yeah. You know, and especially, you know, he probably would have had the Harper thing where, you know, because he's in his New Jersey and yep. all that stuff. Um, but it's going to be another year. You know, we um, we both kind of fell off the game a little bit this year. I'll probably buy it again this year. Just, to, you know, because like, I'm likely not. I'm still TBD. Yet. I still got to see what it ends up happening. But, you know, if, I, I still enjoy Sets the game. And, I just got burned out. seasons are back, I'm not getting it. Yeah. I, I can't um, do that But it could be again. another year where, like, 
the cover boy of the game is like a silver player <laughs> in Diamond yeah. Dynasty, which is a very uh, peculiar situation. Jazz did not, you know, Jazz was kind of banged up and did not have the year he wanted. Um, you know, and we like Jazz and we like Vlad, you know, it's just like um, it's very it's a very interesting take on what cover athletes are, you know, the last couple right. of years from them. Because um, it used to just be, uh, you know, it used to be a very like <laughs> these are like the best players in baseball and they're sort of cover now, <laughs> you know, Bryce Harper, yeah. Aaron, John, Josh Donaldson, whoever, you know, take your pick. Um, you know, Miguel Cabrera, even, you know, more recently than that. But um, yeah, so, I, you know, I totally get it in a certain respect, but uh, very, very weird. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. Um, but if Vlad is just like totally fixed and has his swing together and is in shape um, and dominates this year, it'll look great. Um, it's just like I'm surprised they tried that twice in a row. I think that's kind of the main thing. So, yeah. Um, and that, you know, like, you know, like I said, we, we probably missed a little bit of news and notes here and there over the last couple of weeks. Um, there still hasn't been much major, major beyond this Orioles kind of flood. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, Obviously, I have to imagine Snell and Montgomery are, you know, getting close. Like, there's no way we're going to get there's into like no way this can keep going meat of spring training without those yeah. guys signed. I just don't I don't see this being a Dallas Keuchel situation. Like, there's no way someone is offering so little that Blake Snell will be like, yeah, I'll just sign for like a year. <laughs> you know, someone's offering $150 million. Um, someone's offering Jordan Montgomery 80 to $100 million. Like, I feel like that stuff's all inevitable, but it is yeah. dragging, and there's a lot of valuable guys. Like, uh, Jock signed with the Diamondbacks. I don't know if we mentioned him. Um, like, but Tommy Pham's still out there after having a much better year, you know? And it's like, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know why someone like that is just kicking around, you know? Very, yeah. very odd. Um, one thing we wanted, we talked about. Um, oh, sorry. One last thing before we jump into this last segment. But um, top 100 lists have been released within the last week or so. Um, baseball Perspectives, I think, was first a couple weeks ago. Then Baseball America followed up with theirs. MLB.com, you know, kind of the usual suspects as far as these companies that pull, you know, put these together. Um, I personally love Baseball America's coverage. I've, I've just been obsessed with them for the last year or so and their way of approaching this stuff. So highly recommend checking those out. Um, Pat, you are going to be talking to our friend Ethan, I think shortly, maybe this next weekend about kind of um, the top hundred list and the prospect kind of overview. Um, He does some writing for uh, about guardians prospects. So I'm sure he'll be very, you know, like, Get in your chase to lauder questions now from me, <laughs> but uh, you know, and, yeah. you know, he just tends to be um very knowledgeable about the stuff and as passionate about it as we are. So, uh, we will extend, you know, we'll save most of our prospect discussion for when he's back around, um, and when you guys have time to just sink into it fully. But, um, there were some very interesting, you know, choices made by the individual places, like guys really high. Um, I think Jackson Holiday ended up first place in all of them, if I'm not mistaken. But um, just like top five-ish prospects this year are 
rival about you know it's about as good as you can ask for because of all the recurring um because of all the new draft guys and then the recent guys right. like Cheerio and holiday and stuff like that so um yeah so i'm really excited for y'all's conversation on that i just wanted to acknowledge yeah, it i'm looking forward to it there's a lot of dudes that have um really risen up uh yeah last uh, little bit so yeah, like uh, I'm looking Masala, forward to it. I'm sure you know is one of those guys that you know, like we barely knew who he was until you talked to him. You know, we made the thing in the sim, and then now we're like, oh crap, this guy's great. So I'm yeah. sure we'll have you'll have a lot of like random guys like that to uh, chat about with Ethan. Um, yeah. The thing we did want to end the episode on, um, we are on each side of the New Heights fandom. So I'm a Chiefs yes. fan. You're an Eagles fan. We both yep. watch a lot of New Heights the podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey. Um, obviously a really exciting time for me since the Chiefs can be playing the Super Bowl. Sorry. Yeah, uh, once again. <laughs> the NFL rigging it for their golden boy. Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Taylor just Swift just announced a new album 10 minutes ago, by the way. So congrats to the Swifties out there. Um, just <laughs> it's just like this is their Super Bowl is right now. Um but they on their podcast, New Heights, which I highly recommend for anyone that just likes their vibe. You know, it's a lot of football, but it's a lot of just like them, you know, talking about anything. And one of their segments in their podcast was they both grew up on backyard baseball and backyard football. Um, Travis was referencing that he broke Jerry Rice's uh, playoff reception record, which is like, how do you break any Jerry Rice record? That's crazy. Um and that he was like in his head, he was thinking about Jerry Rice's record book, like uh celebration from the backyard football game. And Jason made an offhand comment of like, we need to get in contact, whoever does backyard baseball, football and buy that so we can like put it on people's phones and stuff. And I think everyone was just like, rather, no matter if you listen to the podcast or not, they're like, wait a second, please do that because all of us want that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like every one of us had some small part of our childhoods. You know, it's if you're like somewhat around our age, you know, like you had some interaction with those games, right? Even if it was minor. Um, so it just like occupies a certain part of our brains and hearts and souls, I think. Um, yeah. And so we were inspired a little bit by their conversation. One, Jason, please do that because. If even just a cheap steam game or something on your phone, like especially backyard baseball, backyard football is good too, but backyard baseball is just the best. Like you don't have to do too much, you know, it's just, it's mild, light fun. You know, it's, you get to see all these characters and all this stuff. Um, and one of the most like kind of iconic parts of the game was the, every team or lots of teams having like real life players available to pick on your teams. And so we thought, what were the what were like the top players that we'd look at right now that like we'd want to have on our backyard baseball team? Um, there was a great Reddit thread. If y'all are still reading Reddit every once in a while, there's like people trying to think of like, okay, what's a representative from each team? Obviously, we could do that. That would end up being like, well, do we want Ryan Reynolds or David Bedner? <laughs> you know, and so I didn't I didn't want to go too in deep on that stuff, but I kind of just wanted to do a back and forth maybe for like five or six players that we would take with our, you know, we would want above anyone else in a hypothetical modern backyard baseball game. Does that sound good? 
Yeah. Absolutely. I will give you first pick, but we need to agree on something. Okay. Do we we want Shohei Otani to be like, just like, we're going to pick different players. So like, we're going to do like snake draft. Do you want Shohei to just be like universally like could everyone's just he's, gonna pick Shohei? Everyone's gonna pick Shohei. So Okay, so let's just say Shohei is not in our draft because it's just too too obvious. Because I think yeah. both of us would have him number one with a bullet. Um yeah. who would your first pick be if you had to have any player on your own personal backyard baseball team that's like a modern baseball player? I mean, this is easy, Bryce. Mm. Like Yeah. Like we're I, gonna I, have I, our I, representatives I, for this first pick, but that, that yeah. it makes sense. It yeah. works. Yeah, um, I, I mean he's, he's he's one of the faces yeah. of baseball. Like, of, of course, he's yeah. got to be on my team. It would it would make too much sense for him to be involved. Um, I think the Phillies have a lot of players that could definitely be like Trey Turner feels like a natural yeah. guy for the game. Um, so I feel like there's like some teams where like they'd have to probably do more than one player. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, I you know, <laughs> he wasn't my first pick because uh, you could probably guess where I'm oh, going. Yeah, but like, really easy. Uh, <laughs> but like, you have to think of like how their personality play up. They're kind of dynamic kind of play, and you know, he's kind of got everything you want out of that, right? You know, you can yeah. get the voice lines in, and I would be very curious. You know, he can be the max power, and you know, yeah. whatever else. Um, he just fits all the vibes you want from that. Yeah. Um. I would go Ronald Acuna. I think, yeah. you know, I think it was just a matter of if you were going to steal him from me or not. No, um, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so we'll have, no. those are our team cat. We'll call those our team. Yeah. yeah our captains. Um, you know, I think he just, he has, he's the Pablo Sanchez of the major leagues right now. You know, he's, yeah. he's a little small and he does everything to such an incredible degree. Um, that he would just fit like a glove in the game. Again, another high personality guy, really dynamic player, dynamic person. Um, young too, a little younger than you know Bryce. Um, but just you know, slam dunk as far as like, you know, you could put him on the cover of the game and you'd be like, hell yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, he will be my team captain. Um, do you have any? Who who would you go to? This is where now that we're let let's say you know. Yeah, let's limit the homerism past then. Who else would you go? So, with so like my whole philosophy, if I'm drafting on my backyard baseball team, is I want dudes. I don't care to have the best player. Yeah. I want the dudes with the unbelievable vibes. Yeah, no one has more unbelievable vibes than Randy or Rosarena. Yeah, that's a really good one. I'd have to take him second. Yeah, that's just like a straight up. This is he's like, going to have dude, cowboy boots in the game. Oh, hundred percent. He'll be waving a Mexican flag. Like it'll yeah. just be like just dope. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll he'll cross his arms in the outfield after yeah. every play. Like he's 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 he's, he's absolutely got to have him. Just you players have as much like alone. visible swag as Randy Rosarena. You know he's he's, he's not he's, he's one of my favorite players but, in baseball. He's so yeah. fun. He's so exciting. So yeah. I definitely like that pick. <sighs> See, I have so many guys who'd be like, ooh, this guy, ooh, this guy, you know? And I'm very, I, there's a lot of ways that we could go with this. I'll be, I'll be kind of like safer on my next pick because I mm-hmm. think this is kind of obvious, but I would just love to see him. I want to go Aaron Judge. 
just yeah. because you get he becomes the biggest kid in the room right yep. he's kind of like you know you're bryce harper for the other side of it right but like you yep. know just a giant power he's gonna look fun in the game you know less of the personality pick but just like he is visually he's Aaron Judge, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so you get Ronald, who's kind of the small, speedy, powerful, you know, all around player. And then you get Aaron Judge, who's going to be twice as big as all the other characters in the game. And you just get a, gi- a giant child who just hits, you know, cock shots. Um, yeah. you know, I think locking that into my backyard baseball team, considering how that game goes, is, uh, you know, I am totally fine with that. Yeah. Um. All right. So three here. Hopefully, I mean, his knees and stuff are like good. And yeah. as a child, oh, <laughs> his, yeah, his, yeah. His, oh. his joints. So three. I gotta go with someone that that the kids are gonna start really growing up to like. And you know, mm-hmm. I think he had his coming out party in the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. and with his team making it for the first time. And I think he's gonna be one of the faces of the american league mm-hmm. adley rushman oh i thought catcher. you oh i the way you were talking about the playoffs i thought you're gonna pick someone else and i was like no i know who you're thinking I was my gonna brain, pick. I, yeah i was gearing my brain up to take adley because he's such like a funny dude, dude he's and, such like, a funny dude vibe there. like he he had that breakout in the home run derby this year too yeah. like Next year, are now like a household name. Oh yeah, America's gonna fall in love with this dude next year. Yeah, um, you know, I think there's definitely a case for someone like Gunner, but we know so much about Adley already. Yeah. Like, and he's another guy. Like, I think if you threw Adley on the cover, you'd be like, hell yeah! Like that just oh, makes so much sense. He's like the yeah. fresh face. You know, he's twenty five or whatever, but like fresh face, funny, outgoing captain type. You know. He's a, he's a fun twist on the captain type too. Like he's not like your traditional like, you know, like yeah, say nothing. Like I only say the right things. Like right. not that he talks crap or anything, but like he's no. like a genuinely like, you know, fun dude. Uh, yeah. You know, anyone that can like quote, I think you should leave, and is like an MLB. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, we're always gonna be on board. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think that is an excellent pick. And like I said, I think I think that's how I would have gone next too. So I think yeah. That was really smart. Um, I am going to go with who I thought you were going to go with. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I'm loading. I think my outfield is going to be done. <laughs> so, you know, take that. You know, maybe we can have Pablo playing, you know, shortstop or something. Yeah. I want to go Corbin Carroll for my. Uh, oh, for, OK. Um, OK. Just the. the I don't like, know why I was thinking Evan Carter. Oh um, yeah, I just don't know enough about. I, I said someone who game. broke out in the playoffs, but yeah, yeah I was Corbin thinking Corbin yeah. because he made the World Series and you know, yeah. like obviously you know, one rookie of the year easily. Um, just like he become, he would be the fastest player in the game, right? Like he would, yeah. he's just he's our, he's again like Ronald. He's kind of a small dude, but like he's just so stupid fast. And in that game, like. The, the classic backyard baseball strats was if you had a fast player, you could kind of just like hover between the bases for yeah. when the throw comes in, you know, cause the throws are really slow. Right. So if you had a player that's like twice as fast as everyone else, you could just abuse everyone on the base pass. Yeah. And it would just be so funny to have someone like Corbin Carroll, who would basically be like tiny Pete Wheeler, I guess. Yeah. And just like, you know, blitzing throughout the base. pass, <laughs> just like going crazy. Like he would just be like a cheat code. 
Yeah. Um, so I think having him, him, Ronald, and uh, Judge in one outfield is man, that's a really insane. funny sight. Yeah. Um, again, not like I think he's a pretty personable dude. I think your team has more like fun personalities in mind yeah. so far, but like I think just like the visual aesthetic of Corbin Carroll being in that game, one based on his size and two based on his skill set, just yeah. works really well for me. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, so four. And in my mind, this would be the best pure hitter in the game. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you got your guys that 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 do one. You know, this guy would just do anything hitting related, just unbelievably. Uh, yeah. Corey Seager. Yeah, yeah. Again, like not the most like exciting person, but just like he he he, he still looks like a child, and he's thirty one yeah. or whatever he is, and he's also like. The reigning god of baseball, World you know? Series MVP. Yeah, yeah, he's he's insane, man. But he's so fun to watch, and yeah, like he'd be great to have on that team. Yeah, I think that's a, that's an obvious. Just as far as like great players that just fit yeah. the mold, you know. Again, another guy you could put on the cover and be like, "Yep, Corey Seager looks 15 still. Lock it yeah. up." Yeah, <sighs> this one's tough. So. There's an obvious guy that's still on our board that I feel like you're going to take, but I'm not going to take him because he's a we'd be the fourth outfielder and it just doesn't make sense. I'm, so I'm, I'm gonna, not going to take him either because I'm going pitcher next. So, okay. so but there is a guy that I am going to take that is using he he recently was an outfielder. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he was no longer an outfielder. Ah, uh, I know. Mookie yeah. Betts. Mookie. Yeah. Um, this would Definitely. be a situation where if the game had multiple players from the Dodgers or something like that, which I think they do every once in a while with the deal classic Yankees and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think they've done it before. Um, but Mookie's just kind of, you know, again, like personality, you can have him with sunglasses if you want. He plays second base now. So it kind of fits in my team, but, um, just everything that embodies like a fun character again, a small player. That's like three kind of, I think the main thing that's dictated my decisions are like, how are they looking the game? You know, and yeah. all of these guys have like very distinct looks because they're either particularly small or Aaron Judge. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think he just, you know, I, I, he's kind of the overall does everything, can play every position, can be the star of the show, um, glue guy as far as like ability, but, you know, a superstar personality vibe. Um, it would just be a fun addition to the game. Um, and I, frankly, I would consider Freddie Freeman too. Yeah. I don't know if they are three Dodgers, but um, you know, I think all three of the guys they have there are like very viable. Um, but I think Mookie is just like so obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was gonna pick because I'm thinking there's got to be a legend in the game, like not an active legend. So like, yeah, I was gonna pick Clayton Kershaw. They're not okay. going to do. They're not going to do four Dodgers. So Justin yeah. Verlander would be okay. So you, like pick your pitcher is like a classic, a yeah, classic legend pitcher. So Verlander, yeah. and like Verlander's like he's always been a good personality in baseball. Yeah, you know he he'd be he'd be a fun one. Yeah, and like you know, a younger version of Verlander, you know, obviously represented in the game, but like fireballer again, yeah. good personality, like. Checks all the boxes. Uh, pitchers are kind of hard because it's like, what do you look for in pitchers in backyard baseball? I'm not super sure. You know, like, uh, can you think of the old representatives? Like, I know Randy Johnson. Like, Randy Johnson was one of them, right? 
Like, but he's the only pitcher that I can remember that was like super notable. I know there are more, obviously, but like yeah. he was the one that was always just like crazy. Um, you know, but yeah, so I, I think that's a really strong pick for them. But you know, again, with pitchers, I'm just not sure. I'm gonna wait on that. I'll I'll do one of those um, yeah. as well. I'll do one pitcher as well. I just need to think about it more. I'm more set on this guy, and I want to uh-huh. get him out of the way because I think I want to steal him from you. Yeah. Um, I'm going Ellie De La Cruz. Ah, uh, damn. Because this okay. this uh, again, he's not the best player in the world yet. But like, as far as like vibes for a video game, like you got to be kidding me. Like oh, the yeah, dude's dude, a giant. Stupid. He runs faster than everyone else. He swings harder than everyone else. He plays shortstop. Like, yeah, you could maybe just make his contact garbage <laughs> or something, right? Like, I'm yeah. sure you can balance it out a little bit. Um, and you know, maybe you could even have him pitch if you wanted to do because he throws the ball so hard. Um, but like, just an electric ass dude. He's 20, 21. Yep. You know, um, would just again fit with the vibe that the game always has of just like fun above everything else vibes above everything else yeah um so him him pairing mookie in my infield is will be fun so yeah that's my i got my full outfield i got my you know double play partners and i'll I'll end mine with a pitcher after your last pick yeah so obviously i gotta take the outfielder uh julio yeah i i, yeah. I thought yeah it was just like yeah, he he I should there. leave him there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I take Julio. Yeah, it's it's he's got everything we have described uh, yeah. to a T. You know, uh, can't go wrong. Um, I, I think going through this really shows how much fun dudes and like there's a lot of like fun crazy, players like, in baseball right now. and stuff. Or like it's yeah. like yeah, you got these tiny guys who are winning MVP, and then you got Aaron Judge and Ellie who are just like freaks. It's like what yeah. in the world. Um, and then the Corey Seager, the world who are just kind of your traditional baseball players who just yep. rake. So, yeah. um, lots of fun stuff there. Let's see for my pitcher, I'm going to avoid saying Spencer Strider, but just understand that that would probably be my pick if I had to pick yeah. up like anyone. Um, <laughs> uh, just cause again, vibes and stuff like that. Like for the same reason, like Ozzy, like I probably would pick him pretty high as like a second oh, yeah. baseman. I don't want to double dip on a, um, on any Braves for this exercise, at least. Who? So I actually have an interesting choice oh, that right. I'm going to make a pitch for you about. Like, so when I remember backyard baseball, like I'm sure velocity matters a lot, but like they also had like a ton of pitches, right? Yeah. So like they would have like you know the like the traditional ones, curveball, slider, you know everything else, but they yeah. also have like the super goofy, you know, super powered pitches and whatever. For that reason, as like a guy that could like one, he has personality Two, I think he provides like more of a diverse roster um, rather than just like dudes coming Mm. from the Caribbean or American Mm -hmm. guys. I'm going to go with you, Darvish, as my pitcher. Okay, yeah, because what I think you get there is like a fun like we all everyone loves you, Darvish one. Yeah, you, know, you get more Japanese representation of the game outside of Shohei, probably. I mean, you can make the case for like Hassan Kim representing Korea with the Padres. You know, there's yeah. some other guys out there, and like I think the more they could put in dudes from different places would be great, broadly speaking. Um, but like you know, Darvish is like known for being the guy that's like he could throw eight different things at you. Oh yeah, you know, and you wouldn't be surprised. 
um again kind of more of like a veteran you know maybe one step shy of like your verlander legend but like still in that same kind of mold of like a guy that's been doing this for so long at such a high level um but with he's always had like you know a really fun you know perspective um there was a there's the clip or the tweet going back around the pitching ninja was sharing where um justin verlander actually uh like i think it was verlander right yeah uh, he was like making fun of you darvish for falling on the base paths and then like a year and a half later or something like that darvish got the return the favor with the exact same thing after like yep. justin verlander like you know basically fell down on the mound trying to get a yep. ground ball so he's always willing to poke fun you know he's uh, you know whether that's with his japanese fans or the american fans um and he's just got kind of kind of specific when i think of like guy that can throw the kitchen sink at you it's you darvish and that fits the vibe of like the can do everything backyard baseball pitcher to me yeah Ah, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So, there's a lot of pitch. Like I said, Strider would be really funny. Like, would they give him a mustache? At, you know, as a child, or you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like you could even get the you know young guys like Ellie, uh, or I'm sorry, Yuri, Yuri, Perea. yeah. Um, or you could even know, like throw like Paul, like you, know, you want like, someone fun like Nestor. Yeah. You could throw Nestor in. Right. Exactly. Um, you could get the guys that are just kind of known for like. What if like Rich Hill was in the game? like just get like guys that are goofy and fun um in a previous life we could say alec manoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe a few rebounds before jason kelsey buys the rights he can get in there um well and you know but, the kelsey brothers would absolutely be putting themselves in the game too as players oh, yeah. for fun of oh, it. Oh yeah. So Jason you know, of course, first jason's going on my on my team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason would be a catcher. Travis would yeah, Travis would play be an outfielder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Travis did say that was his best sport. So he did. I don't know if I believe him at this point, but I, you know what? Know, give him credit. I, if he he landed Taylor Swift, I'll believe anything he says. The man, he's got it. He's got it going he's, on. He's got it made. Like that dude. Like yeah. he's he's got Taylor Swift. Jason's got sexiest man alive. They both got it made. Yeah. Yeah. What a family. Um, a couple it last guys best. I was going to mention just as far as like guys that I would like to see. Um, yeah. Jose Ramirez, again, just like super Definitely. dynamic personality. Like you could give him his, you know, shades that he wears and his chains yeah. and stuff. Anyone with like a vibe, like a visual is going to be great. You know, or anyone yeah. that has like a gag that they bring with them into the field is great. This is why Randy was such a, you know, clutch pick by but, you. Yeah. Um, Jordan is kind of the same. This is kind of the Aaron Judge thing, where it's just like yep. he would look very funny in the game because he would yep. be just like giant. You would you'd be able to see exactly what Jordan looked like. It all, it's impossible not to just have that vision in front of your face. You know, it's so obvious. Oh yeah. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Lindor is in the same yeah. thing as like um, Joe Ram, where there's just like this like view of him and the personality, and it's just like it all works. And Bobby Witt is the last one that was, you know, yeah. less, maybe less of like an outgoing personality that we know for him. Part of that's probably just the fact that he's in freaking Kansas City, but another just like mega dynamic guy, super young, has it all going on. Um, and would just, you know, again, he, uh, he would feel like having like the Chipper Jones of the game, you know, the guy just yeah. 
clutch is is like you're like team captain on the game you know just awesome young fun player yeah i mean some some other guys for me just vibes based like mm-hmm. Tariq scubel would be good um to get that detroit representation yeah um joey manessis from washington joey manessis that's a bold yeah. one yeah um bellinger uh if he resigns with bellinger the company would be funny yeah yeah I would like to see uh, what cartoon Bellinger and cartoon Blake Snell look like. You oh know? my gosh! Um, yeah, Bell- Bellinger would be fun. Um, Jazz from the Marlins, obviously. Yeah. Jazz would that's... make a lot more sense in this than that he did at MLB The Show. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a cover guy. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Uh, sorry, Jazz, but it's true. Um, Yelich. Yeah, um, yeah Ye- Yelich feels like he would make it easily, just because he's the guy from Milwaukee, you know, but. If you're a year out from now, you then you get Jackson Cheerio as a possibility. You even get like Jackson Holiday oh, as a possibility if he's soon, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's looking to the future just slightly, but um yeah. It's all wishful thinking anyway. Yeah. Um I was trying to think of a Rockies representative and I couldn't really think of anyone <laughs> other than yeah, other than maybe like, Charlie Blackman, if you want to go with Charlie Blackman would be probably more fun than Nolan Jones, but like again, yeah. like do the kids have beards? Like did because they didn't give Big Poppy a beard, did they? I don't think they did, no. I don't think anyone gets a beard. It'd be weird to see him without a beard. Them. Yeah, because that's kind of his whole bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all um, he's good for right now. <laughs> well, um, let me look up Big Poppy backyard. Brian Hayes from the Pirates. Brian Hayes, yeah. He's fun. Um, Lou Bob, obviously. Yeah. Vlad Jr. was probably like, a guy in yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as much as we were like, oh, wow, that's a weird one. Like, he would make a lot of sense for that game. Bo makes a lot of sense for this. Yeah, too. Bo as well. Um, um, any player with like, I think any player with like cool hair or like cool like equipment and like oh, stuff cool like that. Like hair. Tatis, Tatis is like, you know, oh yeah, if Tatis has to be all in. the weird stuff. But like, yeah, as far as just guys that fit with the game, you know, he's yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Oh man, then Dylan Cease probably because he's got the mustache going on but too. You, but you're not. That's the thing though is he can't get the mustache. You can get like yeah. the long hair, but like yeah. you're not gonna have. That's why I like Spencer Strider. Like I think personality and all that stuff fits, but it's like yeah, you take the mustache off of you know him, and it's like uh... I was thinking Brandon Marsh, but you can't take a beard off Brandon Marsh. Yeah, it's just be, it's be I, the other I don't even want to think about Marsh with a without yeah, no beard. One, no one needs to see that. Let's, no, I don't. I don't want to yeah. see it. If he shaves that beard, man, yeah. uh, put McCutcheon um, in. Yeah, I was gonna say there are probably some like veterans, right? Where it's like you know they might Touch not Kershaw. be. Yeah, super relevant right now, guys. But having those two guys or like the other guys that are like you know Votto, right? We don't know. Oh, Votto, yeah. You know, like another another guy. It's like, yeah, it's just great to have fun guys and great players involved. So maybe they're like the current legends and whatnot. Definitely. um, Plus, you know, I'm sure you could get, (laughs) you know, the class, you know, Griffey and all those guys that everyone loved using back in the day. That would be fun to return. So. Yeah, I think that was. I, I think we were inspired by that just because that would be such a great. I think that would be such a great thing for baseball or football or you know whatever sports can, whatever can revive those franchises. You know, um, when was the last time one of these was even made? Let's look at this up real quick. Been a Looks while. like there was one in 2015. Yeah, that was like for iPhones and stuff. But like, 
2015 for mobile games is a lot different than 2024 for mobile games. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just a bit. It's like everyone does this stuff now. And by the way, Kershaw was in that one. So Kutch and Kershaw are the first two players listed here. Um, and like, oh, and Darvish was in that game. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Um, but like, uh, I feel like everyone kind of can play stuff on their phones and tablets and stuff now. Whereas 2015, I was so like, you know, you could, but it was, it's just, it wasn't what it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that there's been nothing since then. I mean, the list of guys here, McCutcheon, Kershaw, Miguel Cabrera, David Ortiz, Mike Trout, Robinson Cano, Chase Utley, like, jeez, Buster Posey. Yeah. Freaking Tyson Ross is in this game. No kidding. Wow. Like Tyson That's Ross. That's a name. Jeff Samarja. That's White a name. Fox, Jeff Samarja. So it's like, you know, not that, not to, you know, crap on these guys. But like, we could use a modern version of this game for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, even if it's mobile, even if it's something light, you know, like, I think um, Super Mega Baseball has carved out a really great niche. Yeah. Um, among like the like, you know, we play a lot of MLB the show, but sometimes it's nice to just like take have, foot just off have the some goofy belt, game, you know, and have yeah. some fun kind of gameplay. I think yeah. they've done a great job of that. Maybe they would be like an ideal person to like or ideal group to make something like that. I don't know, but yeah, um, we will root Jason Kelsey all the you know, we will root him on if he knows okay. who to talk he, to. He's got all that money, and the man does not live a very luxurious life. He, he's, he still yeah. lives a very down earth life. So go yeah, ahead and got, do it, Jason. He's got all these endorsements. You know, he's got oh, some. Yeah. He can burn some cash. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, Travis brother, wants to get involved. Yeah. He's got Taylor Swift money now. So. <laughs> I was about to say, she's about to release a new album. And yeah. Taylor, Swift wants, Taylor Swift wants to put a little bit of that money. If she wants to get the boys on board. Oh, hey, I'll get the Swifties I could over. Think of a, I could think of a very easy way to sell all these grumpy let's, arts. To, let's, you know, let's get the Swifties to discover baseball. Yeah. So, to put Taylor, Taylor Swift in the game. Oh my gosh. Put her on the damn cover of the game. Oh my gosh. What you imagine? Right, five cover athletes. Jason Kelsey. Travis yeah. Kelsey yeah. Taylor Swift. Ronald Acuna. And Bryce Harper. We just sold the game. Oh, you gotta put Shohei on there too. One billion copies. Yeah, whatever. Just pick whoever you want. So, you know, Swift is the main backyard team. backyard baseball Taylor's version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make it happen. It's been like 80 to 90 minutes of this podcast, and it took until this very moment where we hit absolute gold. Yep. We did it. We're we're making the money. We're we're making the Kelsey brothers money. You know, on the if off need, chance they listen to this. If anyone wants to give Jason Kelsey the rights to the game, hey Jason Kelsey, if you need any input on the game, Rain Delay Radio is here. You know where to find us. Rain Delay yeah. Radio will give you we as are, much advice. We are, you we are your biggest fans. And that includes putting yourself and your brother on the cover. So yeah. we endorse everything that you want to do, yeah. especially even if it's football. I, I need um, I need shirtless Jason next to Shohei Otani. Like I need water, honestly. It's him, it's him drinking a beer for some reason. Yeah, at like eight years old. Oh and my he's god! He's just like short and round. Oh, it's, no, it's a, dude, it's a juice box. He's he's chugging a juice box. <laughs> he's chugging a juice box. He's, he's shirtless. Cute. He's shirtless yeah. drinking a juice box. With Bryce Harper and Shohei mm-hmm. Otani. Um, I mean, and, yeah, Travis and yeah, it we we 
we can't reveal too much of this anymore because I feel like this is starting to get into like we need to like copyright we this. Need, we need to get in touch with them. Which yeah, we can't we can't yeah. copyright it because we are not the Kelseys, but we are not we're really good at ideas. Yeah. And that's what matters. That is what matters. Can't take that away from us. No, you can't. Um, I think that is a wonderful place. I think this is the perfect place to end it. I'm really glad we got to do our backyard baseball. Yes. Pick. Um, and yeah, I think we having the Orioles stuff as a nice boost in news. Hopefully we will have more here soon. Um, I guess we'll have to figure out what we're doing for Super Bowl week. I probably will not be podcasting next Sunday. Yeah, I'll be um, watching the game too, so I doubt I'll be. So maybe uh, we can do one uh, early or something like that. Yeah, um, or you know, Naim or whoever wants to do it. So all, all my chief stuff comes in on Monday. So oh uh, baby, I'm so excited for your entire crew and their Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I got I got my Travis shirt. She got a Travis shirt, and then. Sophie's got hers. So this is a um like an anecdote that, you know, like I doubt anyone has ever listened to this has followed my podcast that I do for the school system that I work for. But we have like a high school sports show that we've been doing. I've been doing with the TV services team there. And we have we are going to have a Super Bowl preview show this Thursday, which is like different because like usually it's just like, yeah, what's going on in high school sports interview an athlete. And we are going to interview the superintendent of the county that she, you know, she runs the county school system about being a Taylor Swift fan turned football fan and yep. what it's like. I becoming mean, that's, a big that's, that's what's happened with Marissa. She's become it's a great. Big, big Chiefs fan because of Travis and Taylor. And, and yeah, I think uh, now, I've had, now I've had to officially jump in on it. Yeah, her and her daughter are both going to be on the podcast. She's like a student within our schools. Nice. So it's going to be, I think they're bringing their Travis Kelsey jerseys. A friend of mine bought me for Secret Santa. It just got here this week because I think he was holding out a little bit just in case mm. they made the Super Bowl. He bought me a red hat that I was really worried was a MAGA hat for a second. But if you read it, oh, it says, no. I'm only here for Taylor. Nice. <laughs> or I'm only here to watch Taylor, nice. and I am bringing that hat to our pot. It's a like a you know YouTube podcast, yeah. so I am absolutely bringing that along. That's going to be a fun conversation. So if anyone wants to just support smaller projects, I mean this is still you know this is small. This is our close team and niche yeah. and stuff. But um, I will you know I will happily post that if you guys follow me on social media. Um, that'll be that'll be a good time. But you know, I'm just enjoying all the all the crossover appeal of this weird team that I've rooted for for the last 20, 25 years becoming yeah, man. the it team of sports. So uh, it'll be a fun week. Um, hopefully, I mean, you know, hopefully more baseball stuff happens. But if they want to take one more week off, I will not object. Yeah, I mean, spring training is two weeks away, so. It's coming. These guys have to sign. Insane. They do. They do. They should. They will. They will. Yeah. All right, Pat. Well, thank you again for uh, joining us here today. Thank you for fighting for your your flu game, even though it's just like this is the flu game. Yeah. Take your vaccines, kids. Promise is not that bad. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, Rain Delay Radio is produced by Lewis. I, Dylan, hosted this week's episode, and we were joined by our guest, Pat. Uh, Rain Delay Radio was edited by Naim, and our theme music was composed by Chuck Lease. 
Rain Delay Radio releases every Monday morning at 1 a.m. Eastern, and we hope to see you next week. Yeah.